Welcome to podcast number 15, Medication. Now, as an intro to today's topic, I want to state that I understand medication and mental illness together is a controversial topic. Many individuals have very strong opinions about what works, what does not, and whether the medication should be a natural treatment or not, whether prescription medications have real value or not, and so forth. I've been hesitant to wade into this controversy simply because I believe to each his own. Everybody should have their choice. So my intent today is not to wade into who is right or wrong, but simply to give you my thoughts and let you decide for yourself. I do recommend that you do some research on the topic of medications and that you do so with care. While I do believe that everyone has their right to their beliefs and opinions, I also believe that some methodologies for treatment are not very effective and could cause further issues. The first thing that you need to know about medications is that almost every, in almost every case, those who are afflicted with the illness will medicate. This means they will naturally find things that aid with the symptoms of the illness. Pain, exhaustion, emotional stress, foggy memory, and so forth. Our bodies naturally look for a remedy. So it is no surprise that you find eating disorders, drug and alcohol addictions, pornography and sexual addictions, abuse, abusive relationships, sleeping and isolation disorders, anxiety disorders, and other psychological disorders that seem to be so common among those who suffer. Many individuals probably would not admit that they were self-medicating. No one looks at themselves in the mirror and says, I'm going to self-medicate today. It's just simply a natural reaction to what is happening in the body and mind. Actually, self-medication is one of the prominent signs of depression and bipolar. Now, what do I mean by self-medication? It can really be anything that helps to remove the burden of pain for any length of time that is used on a repetitive basis that is not part of the scheduled treatment. I do want to differentiate self-medication from professional medication and treatment, as they can be similar. Professional treatment requires a diagnosis and then an appropriate plan of action meant to aid in treatment. Professional treatment does not necessarily mean you have to see a doctor or that he dictates everything but that some type of competent help is involved in providing for the options. Now, my self-medications were television, fairly normal, caffeine, very normal, sleep and isolation, very normal, sugar, food, over-the-counter pain medications, and then once I was married, intimate relationships. However, I believe that due to favorable circumstances, in my case, lack of access, and an intermittent testimony, I was spared the more troubling addictions, now, I know many who have fallen prey to the more addictive and destructive types of self-medication, and I really don't see them any different than myself. I personally think if they, if they had found proper treatment early in the disease or had an, a lack of access, they would likely never have found the other substances and would not be addicted. But who am I to look back at what-ifs? As I have said before, that what-ifs don't provide any value other than guilt that shouldn't be. The fact is that many people will self-medicate long before they or others recognize the illness. So when I look at medications, I talk about medications as a broad spectrum of actions and substances that impact the body and the illness. I think that it is important to look at medications from a broad perspective, even though today I'm going to talk specifically about prescription medications more in depth. When you're looking at the treatment of the disease, you need to factor into the equation almost all of the external and internal factors that will affect it. You can't just take a pill and go about your normal life. You will have to change many things about what you are eating, doing, and even thinking to treat the illness. You will need to look at stress levels, exercise, diet, 
and spiritual matters. Treatment is a lifestyle issue, not a medication issue. My medication journey started while I was in college, uh, when I came to the point of suicide. Hopefully this won't be you, although it is not an uncommon place to start. My diagnosis was a rapid cycling bipolar disorder. This basically means that I would cycle through a deep depression and moderate high over about an eight to 10 week period of time. Timeframes do vary and could vary somewhat longer depending upon a variety of external and internal factors on the disease. But for bipolar, this is rapid cycling. The normal course of treatment at the time was to start with lithium. And for those of you who don't know, yes, it is the metal lithium. Not sure how they determined that this works, but it worked moderately well for me for a period of time. Now there were certainly required blood tests to make sure I stayed in range. As much as anyone might think that we all have very similar bodies, I have found that while our chemistries are remarkably similar, all of us have different rates at which our bodies deal with various, various substances. It also worked fairly quickly to stabilize my body. Now I say it, that it did work fairly well on the, the, well, I say that I did fairly well on the medication, but the reality is that I tried to keep the rest of my life the same and to take the pills. This had a tendency not to work so well. Most prescri prescription medications and even natural medications are going to require some life modifications to aid in their effectiveness. For me, the lithium did its job, but I continued to place myself under too much stress. I suppose that college really does that to most people. But I was probably at the time taking too large of a load of classes and a variety of other concerns. In any case, the medication did moderate me sufficiently to finish college and to start a career. Now, moving to a new location in a more stable job environment, which happened to be in Southern Oregon, was destabilizing at first, but then moved into more of a rhythm. However, I still wasn't managing my life as I should have with the external forces. And so the bipolar had a tendency to what I call show through the medication, which prompted me again to return to the doctor. Some newer medications have been found to be effective. And when I say newer, I mean within the last several years of the time frame I was going to the doctor, which was about 20 years ago. So they weren't brand new to the market, just new at the time. I believe that I started with an antidepressant. I'll be honest with you, I can't remember the name. Again, I found some effectiveness to the medication, but couldn't stabilize on it. Again, probably due to long work hours and overextending myself. The doctor then chose to try a drug known to help specifically rapid cycling bipolar patients called Depakote. This is a medication I would use most of the rest of my life for the illness. It was developed for seizures, but in lower doses seems to work well for bipolar patients. I would later add on an antidepressant to this medication, and that took some time as well to adjust. All total, I believe it took me about five to six years to find the right combination of medications that worked well for me and that stabilized my life sufficiently. Although I don't think I ever mastered the other side of the medication, which was altering my lifestyle fully to aid the medication to be effective. I think that the lifestyle altering takes some real self-discipline that I had not learned as I had grown up with this illness. This illness does not lend itself to self-discipline. In fact, quite the opposite. I did begin to work through various changes over time that did help, but I could never seem to get my diet and exercise into the manageable category. That would take another disease after the bipolar. But I did learn from what did I learn from the medication experience? I feel that there were real benefits to prescription medication in the right circumstances. Medications can be quite effective in the treatment of the disease and allow individuals to live a more normal life. 
I could not say that would be true for everyone, but it was for me. They allowed me to maintain a more normal life, more normal life. I never questioned if I should take them. That was never a concern for me. And at the time I began, I was in a fairly dark place. But I know that many individuals have questions about them and are very concerned about the side effects, the general effects, prices, and various other societal concerns, even including the stigma. I will answer what I can about my experience, and you can decide what you think. As far as how I felt on the site with the side effects, I only have one rule about side effects. If the side effects are worse than the illness, you probably shouldn't be taking the medication. The main side effects of the medications that I took, that we talked, that I talked, spoke about, the antidepressants and Depakote and lithium, were dry mouth, dizziness, sometimes nausea that accompanied the first few weeks of the doses. Most of the side effects faded after that, except for one side effect that almost everyone has and that can be difficult. The medication can make you feel dull or numb in the sense of emotions and even touch and pain. Many people don't like this effect, and so for them, the side effect was worse than the illness. It didn't bother me much, as others I knew. I preferred the dull side of things when compared to the river that ran through me without the medications. I was grateful for some relief. When the medication turns down the river from a raging, muddy cascade to a normal creek, it would definitely feel as though your most emotions could have been dulled. It can even feel as though your thinking slows down, although I'm not entirely sure that it does. The dull feeling is probably one of the reasons people quit the medications. Once you're feeling more whole, but have that dull feeling, the tendency is to believe that the side effects are worse than the illness. Well, at least until the illness returns. I suppose that there is some type of dependency concerns as well. I never worried too much about the dependency. As, as for me, it was more obvious something was broken on the inside, and I needed help to control that. But for some, it is a real issue as well as the stigma. I do understand sometimes the medication can feel as though it isn't making much of a difference as it doesn't take away all the effects of the illness. Now the intent of a medication is to flatten the highs and lows or just the lows in the case of depression. You are still going to feel some effects of the illness with medications and they are not going to cure you. So you should take into account all of the positive effects of the medication. Depression makes a person focus inward, simply to cope with the disease. Most people, when they consider medications and side effects, only consider themselves and what they are feeling when they are on the medication and when they are off. One of the difficult identification issues for those dealing with mental illness is the change of realities. It is difficult to compare between on and off medications when it takes several weeks to get fully on or off a medication and your reality changes slowly with the medication. There are perhaps more important side effects that one should consider when medications are part of the treatment. One of the things that medications will do is change you in ways you do not see. I've seen individuals who have said it, that their medication doesn't seem to be doing anything, and yet those around them have seen a significant difference in the person. So when you consider side effects, it will be important to take into account those relationships that might be benefited by the medication, even though you may not feel a huge change. The illness is more than about oneself, although it does cause one to turn inward regularly. So when you consider whether a medication is right for you, you should consider all of the effects of the medication, including how it is affecting those around you in positive ways. While you may not feel how it helps, they will. 
and that might be enough to stay on the medication. As far as medications working well for one and not another person, my daughter has also recently passed through this kind of medication portal and the science has advanced sufficiently to be able to tell what medications might metabolize better in your body. Basically, this basically means that the medication gets where it needs to be more effectively. Now, doctors today understand far more about medications than they ever did way back when I was taking them. She has greatly benefited by working through the process, although it has taken some time to do so, which is not unusual. But I would say in today's world, the time frame is shorter than it used to be. There are other important concerns with medications that should be noted. The effectiveness of a medication will depend on what other types of medicines you are putting into your body. At times, other medications can have a counteractive effect or an addictive, an additive effect. Alcohol, for instance, may have a counteractive effect. But a common herb used to treat depression called St. John's wort added to an antidepressant can cause serious side effects with serotonin levels in the body as both of these substances, the prescription and St. John's wort, generally work to slow down the removal of serotonin in the body. So if you are choosing to medicate with herbal remedies or prescription drugs or both, you should consult with somebody who understands them, a physician, a pharmacist, or someone who knows what they're doing. Now, I know there are many individuals who would prefer what are referred to in the industry as natural medicines to ease the effects of the illnesses. I do St. John's wort, vitamins, including B and D, and several other natural remedies with some effectiveness. I found them effective for mild and at times moderate depression and anxiety. I've continued to deal with depression as within a few years after I was healed with bipolar, the Lord chose to bless me with a particularly limiting and painful disease known as psoriatic arthritis, and then added a, another autoimmune condition to which the doctors do not know what it is. Now, consistent pain and loss of ability to exercise and do most strenuous activities has caused bouts of depression for me from time to time. And the more natural medicines did help me for a time. If you are choosing this route, remember that herbs are medicines as much as prescription drugs. And they can have problematic side effects as almost every drug has. What, am I, what I am saying is to be careful with all types of substances that you use as medicinal as each will have benefits and problematic issues. As with prescription medications, not all people benefit the same from herbal remedies. It should be noted as well, as, as well that medications, no matter the source, will become less effective over time. It's just one of those issues with the body. Often an individual cannot stay with one medication for a lifetime and will need to modify dosages and even switch medications to stay healthy. I wish I could tell you that there was one medication that works well for everybody but there really isn't. Medications in all forms have some values and some concerns. It is going to take some time to adjust and find the right combination of treatments. Remember that medications are only as good as the treatments that come with them. If you don't alter your lifestyle and simply take the daily pill, then the medication will not be as effective as it could be. Depression is a tough illness where you need to be very self-disciplined about the treatments, but the reality is, is you're not going to have any desire to be self-disciplined. Even if you manage to work through the initial tough stage and stay fairly true to the treatments and start to feel better, feeling better even brings its own level of difficulty as it feels as though you might be cured and don't need to be so disciplined. Unfortunately, you are going to find out that a lack of discipline brings back the same problems and symptoms. 
Depression and bipolar, is such, they're such demanding diseases in their self-discipline requirements. And you will spend a good deal of time simply living up to the self-discipline requirements of the disease. I do not say that you cannot focus on others, but you can certainly, but you cannot focus on others to the extent that it will cause you to have an expense at the of the illness. Or in other words, you cannot focus on others so much that you become depleted and become the one who needs help. What are the spiritual concerns with medications? Much of the spiritual concerns with medications focus on the level of benefit the medicine provides so that one can return to spiritual activity and feeling a daily spiritual nourishment and what side effects might infringe upon the spiritual process. Uh, first of all, the side effects. Side effects. As far as the side effects for me, the one side effect that was most difficult was the numb feeling or dullness of feelings. During my depressions, I had experienced testimony building experiences. Now, those experiences often came with a significant amount of emotion so that the Lord could make his presence felt in a way that I could recognize it over the disease. Once the medication took effect and significantly softened that river of feelings, it felt as though I, wasn't, I was having difficulty having those testimony-building experiences. I think this is true for most people. Uh, my wife didn't quite feel the spirit as deeply on the medication, and at times this can feel like no answer is coming at all and often felt that it was because of the medication. Both of us have wondered at times if the Lord is speaking, but we simply can't hear it because of the side effects. I pondered this effect quite a bit, and my conclusion is that it is probably not the case that the medication is causing significant interference. I think many times in our lives we ask questions and don't get answers right away, or even at all. And sometimes we have to make a decision to move forward before we get an answer. But when you're on a medication for mental illness, it is quick, is easy to quickly blame the medication for your inability to hear the Lord. But I believe that more often than not, it is simply because the answer simply hasn't come. When I've needed answers and when my wife needs answers from the Lord, he has generally provided them in a way that we could hear it and know that it was from him. It is a little more than a little unnerving to feel a little dull in the brain and body and wonder if you simply aren't able to hear the Lord. I don't think that the Lord has ever withheld anything from me. He's just used other methods to provide me what I needed. If I had to say whether the medication was a hindrance or a blessing to my spirituality, I would definitely say that it was a blessing. I was able to function more. Well, I was able to more fully participate in church activities with positive experiences, and I was able to accomplish more spiritually than I would without it. This may not be true for everyone, but it was for me, and I think it was because of the severity of the illness. I have often spoken about severity of the illness as if there was just one type of severity, and everyone has the same severity all the time in my podcasts. Severity of the disease changes with time. It changes with reason for the illness, treatments, stress, self-medication, and so forth. Everyone who is afflicted will cycle through various severities of the illness, and adjustments will need to be made from time to time. If your illness is not as severe, then working with a counselor may be sufficient and altering your lifestyle. If it is more severe, then maybe medication and a counselor. Whatever the case may be, you will need to alter your lifestyle and maintain those treatments so that you can live a happier, more healthy, and fulfilling life. So what is my answer, final answer to the medication? 
You don't want to hear this, but it depends. And it depends on a number of factors. And that is really why it's important to get the right help, to do good research, and to focus on self-discipline. I know that there are many individuals that might avoid it due to expense. I certainly understand that if you don't have insurance or other means to obtain the medication on a limited income. I would say there are still means and methods of treatment without the expensive medications that would work reasonably well in effectiveness. Remember, medication is only treating the symptoms, not the disease. So you are still likely to feel the effects of the illness from time to time when you are on the medication. The intent of the medication is to allow for you to function and to return to more normal activities. You are unlikely to feel completely whole, even with medication. I understand the frustration never feeling quite whole on a number of levels, and even with my current illness. However, if you use the opportunity to turn towards the Lord, I believe that you will find that not quite being whole has its advantages in a spiritual sense. Now may the Lord bless you, and as always, remember the Lord requires the fight, and then he can do the rest. Now, my next podcast is going to be a little bit of a mystery at the moment as I'm working through a couple of topics, but until next time.